0: This podcast is sponsored in part by URX. Are you interested in learning more about total return futures? Watch Eurex and Deriv Source's On Demand webinar on the rise of total return futures, what you need to know. In this webinar, industry participants explore the emergence of the total return future, and we look at how both buy-side and sell-side market participants can use this newly designed futurized swap as part of wider trading strategies and to achieve greater margin efficiency. Register to see this on-demand webinar via the webinars tab on DerivSource.com.
1: Hello and welcome to a DerivSource podcast. I'm Emily fraser Voigt, acting editor of DerivSource.com. Security settlement failures are rife among global financial institutions, thanks to a variety of factors, including regional nuances and data discrepancies, according to a recent ITA Group report entitled Settlement Market Practices, A Legacy of Failures. In today's podcast, I'm speaking with Virginie O'Shea, Research Director for ITA Group, about the steps firms are taking to address this challenge and the roles market structure reform and technology will play in improving efficiency in the global settlements process. Welcome to the podcast, Virginie. Thanks.
0: It's great to be here.
1: In your report, you mentioned that settlement failures are a fact of life for global financial institutions. Why is this?
0: I think there are a whole host of reasons why uh, failures happen. In my report, I, I look at some of the underlying causes. But uh, if you look at it an asset class perspective, some of the OTC asset classes have particularly high settlement failure rates, largely because there are a lot of manual processes involved and rekeying of data, which can cause data quality problems later down the line. So a lot of those settlement pieces of information are incorrectly typed. And you can see at a firm level, Some of the failure rates as high as around 20% for certain asset classes, which is is quite extreme. Obviously, when you look at the more traditional equity-based instruments, they tend to be a lot less. I mean, you know, around about 1% or less than 1%. And if you look at the industry level, it's hard to see because everything's aggregated. But if you look at the CSD level, the failures aren't that high. But it it certainly is a big problem if you look at it at the firm, firm perspective.
1: What are some of the challenges for financial institutions when it comes to settlements and how can they mitigate them? I think
0: a lot of the problems come in when firms are trying to understand what's causing their settlement failures. They certainly, unless they have a very automated process in place, which many do not, it 's very hard to see where bottlenecks are going to occur if you 're having an, a high assessment failure rate on a particular day, so you can have to throw a lot of, of manual effort at, at such a process to reconcile the data to be able to deal with any exceptions and issues that be caused by externalities or internalities depending on on the, uh, the underlying root cause of, of the failure so it certainly is quite tough um, for firms on a day to day basis in, in uh, figuring out where their failures are what 's causing those failures and how best to deal with them.
1: Let's talk a little bit about market structure reforms such as MIFID II, EMEA and Dog Frank. These regulations are shaking up the way financial institutions operate. What impact will they have on the settlement space and will they solve any of these challenges?
0: Well, certainly we've already seen some of the changes that have happened as a result of the OTC derivatives reforms across the globe, uh, particularly in the U.S. And in Europe, uh, we've seen a lot more electronification of process, a lot more standardization of process. Obviously, in the interim, it threw up a lot of data quality issues and and threw those into the light for the industry. So certainly, I guess that's improved matters because people are now able to deal with the visibility of their data and understand where some of the, the problems are coming in with regard to instruments and counterparty identification and the like if I look at Mifid on the other hand that's coming in next year and it's it's huge in terms of its potential impact because when you look at best execution it's relating it to the whole life cycle of the trade so it's not just about front office costs it's also about clearing and settlement costs So when you think about assessing the best execution for your trade, you have to think about whether settlement failure rates are very high or not. And particularly, there's going to be a lot of reporting, there's going to be a lot more standardization of data also. So that, I imagine, will throw light on some of the data quality issues again. If I look at another piece of regulation, the CSDR regulation, CSd regulation in Europe, that's also bringing in settlement penalties and, and a regime to highlight some of the issues there at the European level. So there are a whole alphabet soup of, of different regulations that are going to compel firms to reevaluate settlement failure rates and uh, their settlement efficiency.
1: It's almost like improving settlements accuracy is a happy byproduct of these regulations that are coming in. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> Of
1: course, unfortunately, you
0: can't stop a certain level of failure. Obviously, if you're short of stock on, on either side or short, of, you know, short to deliver or failure to deliver, that, that that's always going to happen just by nature of the, of the markets and, and different market practices and cross-border is particularly high in that regard. So I think there's going to be some degree of focus on the data side of things and trying to improve the failures that you can improve, but I imagine you can't eradicate it entirely. Unfortunately, just, just different market practices at, at the national level. But uh, certainly, yes, regulation could be used as a help, certainly to get budgets some of the operations teams that are really struggling with a lot of this stuff.
1: You mentioned budgets, and firms are obviously very focused on dealing with all these regulations. How big a priority is improving settlements accuracy for the firms you have spoken with?
0: Now, if you ask a settlement person, it's obviously going to be a priority for them. Unfortunately, I think at the sea level, there's probably still not enough transparency of process or understanding of some of the long-term impacts of settlement fails. So, I don't think it's it's not quite at the, at the critical level it needs to be, but I certainly think with MIFID coming in, that's going to make a big difference. And uh, certainly with CSDR at the same time, you could see firms getting fined or being penalised by the market and by regulators for uh, lack of settlement efficiency. So I think it will certainly be increased in priority at that point.
1: And what role will technology play as firms look to improve efficiency in back office operations? Now, technology,
0: it solves a lot of things. It doesn't solve bad data. (laughs) It can help you identify bad data. It can help you try and alleviate some of the burden when it comes to manual processes, but you really need to figure out what the underlying causes of problems are, and that really requires a re-evaluation of the entire life cycle of a trade. I think that's where firms need to take stock first before they implement technology. And when it comes to actual technology that you could implement, you could certainly have workflow tools to help with uh, resolution of of settlement fails. You could have tools that help you um, dashboard or understand where the fails are coming in and if it's particular geographies because there's certainly a geographical dimension to this. And You can't change market practices, obviously, if you're dealing with uh, more esoteric uh, instruments in, in foreign currencies and things like that. But you can certainly be forewarned and forearmed about any of those issues that
1: may arise. Thank you very much, Visiony, for your time and for your insights. They're very much appreciated. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this Source podcast. To read the transcript, please go to the show notes page on derivsource.com. To hear other podcasts, please go to our podcast page on DerivSource.com or you can download the free DerivSource app and listen to our industry interviews on the go. Thank you for listening and join us next time.